Hey guys, welcome back to Chatterseed. This is a father-daughter podcast where my dad and I... Hi. ...review movies. Today's movie was Battleship Potemkin. That's right. This movie is from Russia. It was made 95 years ago in 1925. It's a black and white film. Silent. Silent film. And it was... Named at the 1958 World's Fair as the greatest film ever made. And it made the British Film Institute list of top movies. I think it, in 2012 it was number 11 on BFI's list of the greatest movies of all time. It still is on a bunch of lists as uh, one of the greatest movies of all time. And Pretty impressive. Yeah, it's got some a little bit of staying power. So we'll talk we a little bit about that today. We can see why. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, I guess, well, spoiler alert, obviously, but those of you who know some of your history, some of your Russian history may know what we're talking about. Um, I'm not really good at describing the plot on this one because my thoughts were kind of consumed by something that happened later on in the movie, so I'll say the beginning at least. Um... There were the there was this ship with, you know, crew and like all that stuff and the movie starts out with the crew complaining and not wanting to eat the meat because it was rotten and you can literally see the maggots on it. But the ship's doctor was like, Oh, it's fine So they throw him overboard and then the soup gets cooked but no one eats it and that's not good. They get in big trouble for that, and um, they're all about to get shot when the crew, like, mutinies, basically, and throws the, what's it called? Officers. Officers overboard. But before the mutiny is, like, fully done and, like, successful, one sailor, I think the one who, like, instigated the whole protest or mutiny and stuff, he gets shot, and so once the ship... Uh, gets to a port they like lay his body out on the dock in a tent with a sign saying killed for not eating soup which is true he literally got shot for not eating his soup which is kind of ridiculous but yeah so then this body starts like a whole rebellion it's a little more there's more details and dad will give you those yeah so this is uh, based on a true story Mm-hmm. And in 1905, there was this uh, revolt in Russia. At the time, they had uh, Tsar, who was the monarch, basically, the emperor of Russia. And people were unhappy with the Tsar and with the ruling class for a few reasons. One, they had just uh, lost a war to Japan, and they were sort of unhappy with the way that the Tsar had squandered the country's blood and treasure. And then there were a bunch of uh, workers, a bunch of peasants, who came to uh, the Tsar palace to try and bring him a petition of their grievances uh, about their living conditions and working conditions, and the Tsar sent out the Imperial Guard and they uh, killed a bunch of people. And so this incited a 
sort of nationwide revolution. There were uh, protests everywhere, and one of those protests happened on this ship, the battleship Pachemkin. Um, had a crew that mutinied. They went to Odessa, a port city, and in Odessa, uh, there was, because of this uh, mutiny, it incited protests there. The Imperial Guard, the Cossacks, came and suppressed it violently. And so the Pachemkin fired on the city to try and uh, stop the uh, Cossacks from uh, killing people. And then they had ships come to sort of uh, take out the Potemkin. They thought that they were being attacked by yeah. a, a fleet of warships. And when those ships came, it turns out... It was another mutinied ship. They were more mutinied ships. Like the uh, crews of those ships had also mutinied, uh, revolted against the officers. Yeah. That was really cool. And that's a true story. That, that they're that, like, that united... Yeah. It was very intense. The director like used this like kind of new idea of like switching between like frames and stuff, like switching camera angles to make it more intense. So like one minute you're looking at one ship, the other you're looking at the other and it's like as they're making their decisions and like saying their prayers and you know, saying their goodbyes and then it's like in the ending shot when like they see that they're um allies it's like showing both of the ships and like everyone celebrating. Yeah. So the director of this one, Sergei uh, Eisenstein, I think. Yeah, Sergei Eisenstein um, had this theory of montage, this idea that he could create urgency by editing the film so that he would show you something and then show you a reaction shot and then cut back and forth, which of course is how movies are made now. But this was sort of a new technique at the kind time. Kind of revolutionary. Right. And so this In the film... the world of film, anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the revolutionary on uh, several <laughs> levels. But this uh, technique creates uh, a different pacing. So some of the movies that we've watched so far have been rather slowly paced. <laughs> but this one has a more modern type pacing, even though it's nearly 100 years old. Because yeah. of that... Uh, technique of editing to create urgency, it feels like the pace is a lot more like something we're accustomed to. Definitely. Um, the interesting thing historically about this this movie, uh, to put it in context, is after this 1905 revolt, the Tsar was forced to concede some power to the people. And so in 1906, they... Uh, created a new constitution for the country, and he said that he, the Tsar, would no longer unilaterally make laws. He couldn't make new laws unless they were approved by the Russian parliament, called the Duma. And that system worked for about a dozen years, or didn't. He, The Tsar wasn't really keeping his word, and so in 1917, there was another revolt, <laughs> and this time the Tsar was forced to abdicate his throne. He lost power. And in fact, a year later was executed. And the regime that came in were Bolsheviks. Bolshevik is a word that literally means the majority. And the Bolsheviks had adopted a uh, socialist philosophy. They were led by a man named Lenin, 
uh, Vladimir Lenin had mm -hmm. been influenced by the uh, writing of this German philosopher Karl Marx, who said that capitalism uh, as an economic system is unsustainable. We learned a little bit about this in last year when we read Animal Farm in English. Yeah, right. Just a little. I don't remember much though. No, that's ex that's exactly what this is about. Um, and so Marx said capitalism, which is a system, economic system, where you have sort of, as Marx described it, two classes of people. You have the bourgeoisie, the people that sort of own the means of production, mm -hmm. uh, businesses, factories, right there, they, and the, the working class, and the working class work for the proletariat, uh, work for the bourgeoisie, and the bourgeoisie, as, because they own the means of production, keep all of the surplus. And so they become enriched. And he said, this system is not sustainable because of the deep inequality that it generates. Yeah. And he predicted that all society was going to become socialist, which is the idea where the society uh, sort of owns the means of production and, of course, shares the surplus in common, right? Yeah. So instead of having the uh, proletariat working for the bourgeoisie, instead, everybody has a stake in everything. And that was uh, Lenin's idea. When he saw this, he said uh, the system that they had in Russia with the czar making these unpopular decisions, um, the elites in the country uh, getting rich and the working class uh, living in poverty, he decided that uh, that needed to change. And so they had this revolt in 1917. It was really violent, too. It was violent. Well, and this is... So we, we learned about... Or we talked about when we reviewed Babette's Feast a little while ago. Remember, there was this, um, during the French Revolution, there was this period of time called the Terror. And that's when the French working class took all the aristocracy and lopped off a bunch of heads. They had people getting executed. They executed oh, yeah. uh, thousands of people who were uh, aristocracy, the bourgeoisie, mm -hmm. uh, because they were trying to correct... Uh, the, the system. Yeah. Um, and that happened in Russia. So in 1918, someone tried to assassinate Vladimir Lenin. And that failed. But afterward, he said, you know, it's time for our own terror here. And so he inspired a, ter uh, inspired a terror. And there were something like 10,000 people deemed to be enemies of the working class who were executed. Yeah. And a bunch more thrown in prison. And Vladimir uh, Lenin died in 1924. A guy named Joseph Stalin took over after him, and he was even more brutal. He ended up having, under his regime, something like a million people, hundreds of thousands at least, were executed as enemies of the working class, and millions more put into these awful prisons. It's just kind of ironic because, like, this movie is obviously from like propaganda like from the perspective of like the working class and it's saying how like the uh, like the other people are um being really violent and stuff and like are killing all these innocent people 
and I'll get a little more specific on that in a minute, but it's ironic because they're saying how they're violent when then they literally turn around and are like way more violent and like killing way more people and like just imprisoning them. But um, one thing that really like affected me like personally in this movie, which is probably one of the reasons why it's still such a great movie and has such big impact today, a hundred years later, is in one of the scenes when the it's showing like the violence of the what are they called the proletariat the, yes or the working class in Odessa when they're being shot at and yeah, stuff on the steps of Odessa yes on right. the steps and there's this part where um it's a little boy who looks about like my brother's age and like has a haircut similar to my brother and um like he gets shot and normally like in movies like violence like is like I don't like it but like it moves on pretty quickly but this one, like, kept cutting back to the child and, like, showing him, like, screaming and, like, reaching out and calling for his mom, who, like, didn't hear him in all the rush. And then when she finally turned around and did, it keeps cutting back to him, like, screaming and then people just trampling him and, like, walking all over him. And it was actually, like, just really graphic. And I had to leave and I didn't really want to watch the rest of the movie because that's just so horrible for me to see because... Like, just, it's a child. It's an innocent life. And, like, all I could imagine while I was watching that was if it was my little brother. And, like, that was just, like, a lot. I did end up finishing it after skipping that part a little bit, but it just really impacted me. It really pulled in my heartstrings. But I don't like, because this movie, like we said earlier, was, like, propaganda. And I don't, I get, like, these kinds of things happening in, like, a historical, like, movie, like, to, like, educate you. But, like, the fact that they exploited, like, the child's death... Because, like, obviously real children died and, like, this really could have happened to, like, a kid or more than one. And, like, just the fact that they kind of exploit that to, like, work in their favor, I just... I think that's kind of horrible. Yeah, it was a really emotional uh, thing. We had to stop the movie for a minute. <laughs> and, and I remember, you know, thinking at the time when you sort of bolted from the room, you're like, yes. I can't handle this. <laughs> can't. And I, I was thinking, this is incredible that... This movie is 100 years old. It's black and white. It's in another language. It's, it's a silent movie with subtitles and still is having this crazy emotional impact. Yeah. I mean, that you can understand why people think it's such a great film, propaganda though it may be, yes. if it is at its very effective propaganda because yes. it creates this great sense of sympathy with yeah. the... With the uh, it's definitely a good movie. Yeah. I just have a soft spot for kids, especially ones that look like my brothers. <laughs> well, and you're not wrong that this is propaganda. This movie was commissioned by the state, by Russia, for the 20th anniversary of the 1905 revolution. Yeah. And so we talked about socialism. Socialism is sort of a transitional point to communism in Lenin's mind. Yeah. And the difference between socialism and communism is it's in socialism... Um, you still have private property rights. Yes. Right? But when it comes to communism, the, the state becomes basically a proxy for the people, and so everything is owned by the state, and the state controls everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened in Russia. They instituted this communist system, and Lenin had this belief, he believed like Marx did, that capitalism was unsustainable, that eventually the whole world was going to be socialist or communist. And so... He created um, a situation where he was trying to inspire other revolts around the world. He thought that when people saw the Russian Revolution, 
they would revolt all across Europe. And there was a little bit of that. Afterward, there was some sort of socialist revolution in places like Spain and in Greece. And there was even, uh, obviously, there was a big uh, revolution in China. Um, yeah. But... But he expected a wider influence than his revolt actually inspired. And so after that time, when Stalin took over, he, instead of sort of being expansionist, uh, was an isolationist leader. And they sort of closed the borders and focused on building up their communist society within their own country instead of trying the way that Lenin had to inspire communism all over the world. And even though uh, Lenin died the year before this movie came out, there was still sort of that Leninist mindset that people were trying to inspire communist revolution around the world. Mm -hmm. And so this movie, in line with that, was sort of something that they were going to try and inspire communist revolution in other places. Yeah. It was a really good film. It was incredible. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it will. Even that though, staying power. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I didn't like that part, like, when I look back on it, it was actually, like, really good movies. And not a lot of movies can do that, can, like, make you feel as much. And the fact that this one was, like, 100 years old, too, like, it's just really awesome. Yeah. I'd give this one an 8, I think. Yeah, you really like this one? You know, it's, it's interesting. This movie, because of that Im impact because not only because of the sort of the, the communist message it was tr attempting to spread that the sort of the propaganda nature of it mm -hmm. but also because of the graphic violence for its time yeah this movie was banned in many countries for a long time it was banned in the united states for a little while yeah and when it first was released in england for example it was rated x which is like what you rate pornography <laughs> because they said it was so tough to watch so because it i think also what makes it like, I think a lot of the time what makes things even more, like, impactful than, like, they normally would be is when they're true stories. When you think about that part of it, that just makes it, like, ten times worse. And it was based on a true story. Yeah. That's crazy. What yeah. would you rate it? How do you like this one? It's it's a, for what it is, it's very effective and based on its staying power. I mean, that's it's going to be a, a ten in terms of what it is. I do not like it, though because of the extreme propaganda. I, and look, everybody has an angle. Everybody has a story mm -hmm. they're trying to tell. Everybody's got a sort of worldview that seeps into their art. Yeah. So it's not like you can have uh, art that is divorced from uh, the artist's um, yeah. point of view. But this is a little bit over-the-top propaganda, and I, I just don't like that element of it. I don't but, like that it's propaganda either. You know, one thing that's interesting about this movie uh, we, we didn't talk about is it's interesting because it's uh, not got a central character. Most movies... Oh, yes. It's the whole group as a whole as the protagonist. Like, the whole um, Bolsheviks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the working class the are are the, the protagonist. There is not a central character, one person, that this movie is about, and that mm -hmm. was interesting as well. So what's your rating? <sighs> well... As far as, uh, for what it is, it's a 10. 10. Uh, I don't really like what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's uh, there was a, there's a lot of really great um, yes. technique. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great piece of art. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.